right, we're back with another episode of the Saxo Market Call. It's uh, it's Monday. It's the 18th of uh, December, 2023, and I'm joined with uh, Sharo Shanana, our uh, head of FX Strategy, and, and we're going to talk about you know some of the macro data that are coming up this week. We're going to talk about the the dollar, uh, especially given the latest weakness, and then of course Bank of Japan, which is on tap for uh, tomorrow. So, but Sharo, let's. Start off with you know a little bit discussion on you know the Fed pivot. What does it mean actually for the for the macro data? Will the market just ignore it? Is everything just already being repriced? Uh, there are a couple of macro reports out this week, but um, you know, take us through your thoughts on the on the Fed pivot, what's happening in the markets, and how we should think about it in this uh, last week before the uh, the Christmas holiday. Uh, yes, I mean, Peter, I think it is those uh, that confirmation of the Fed pivot, combine that with the seasonality trends that we have going into the end of the year, it does seem like uh, the markets can continue to, you know, uh, uh, work on that assumption that they're going to get a Q1 rate cut um, uh, from the Fed. Uh, there is a lot of data on tap, like you said. I think uh, PCE is particularly important, but you know that will likely confirm that inflation is continuing to slow, which can answer the question uh, for us on whether the tightening cycle has ended. Uh, but it cannot answer the question that uh, you know when do we get the first rate cut? I think for that we really need to watch uh, data coming from the labor market side or from the activity in, uh, indicators. There are a number of uh, regional Fed surveys uh, due this week. I mean, it's it's really up to anybody's debate whether the market will pay any attention to that. Like I said, because you know seasonality is coming into play as well. Uh, but I think it's important to watch these, how these develop going into you know the the first quarter because uh, uh, right now. You know, data has been so resilient, and the U.S. economy is still doing pretty okay to really support the case for that Q1 rate cut. I mean, of course, you know, we also remain in the camp that data can weaken pretty quickly from here. Uh, but I mean, so far, I think it hasn't um, uh, been doing that. So I think we really need to look at the jobs market. We really need to look at. Um, you know, consumer confidence numbers that come out this week as well. Uh, maybe even the jobless claims numbers, how they trend going into the end of 2023 and into the start of 2024 as well to kind of really just confirm those rate cut bets for the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> it's... <laughs> I think we need a little bit more clarity now on the on the data points, and I think you know there is a lot of confusion out there. And they, they, you know you can almost pick and choose uh, depending on your viewpoint. I, I still I still think that the market is, it, you know, you can see from the market pricing that it's still bidding on a on a on a soft landing. Some data points are beginning to disappoint. Um, so. But let's yeah. see how the uh, the USPC data and the spending data picks up. Also, you know, I think the housing starts and building permits. Um, I think the the kind of ignore the housing sector in the in the US. And then, Shara, are we going to talk a little bit about the uh, the dollar because you know hugely important market. We saw uh, last week the dollar uh, weakened on this uh, this Fed pivot. What are some of the th yeah. trends that you're picking up on? What are the, some of the currencies that did well against the dollar? And, and how do you see the dollar trade as we you know roll over into the new year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've seen that bearish dollar call getting a little bit more entrenched uh, because of uh, the Fed's uh, communication last week. 
and again like i said you know seasonality is playing a part there as well uh, so it does seem like uh, the bearish dollar environment would continue into the end of the year and that can propel some of the other g10 currencies uh, and if you look at the positioning data as well the cot report uh, for the week uh, to the 12th of december which was ahead of uh, the fomc meeting last week that also has is now showing a net bearish dollar positioning for the first time since september uh, with you know big shifts coming in for the yen um, you know the the dollar gains uh, versus the japanese currency the bets are actually dropping by more than 20% also i think we've seen uh some uh, long positioning being added for the british pound so i think uh, there's there's quite a bit of uh, you know change that is happening uh from a trader or speculator point of view um and i think that is going to continue we are going to see uh, um, uh the dollar continue to look weak because uh, not just what the fed has said but also because of the divergence that we've seen you know with ecb and the bank of england coming out a relatively uh, more hawkish at this point you know i mean of course what happens in q1 will be dependent on what data shows and i mean uh, my bias would be that uh, we uh, we we could possibly get a reality check for the ecb where inflation is likely slowing down pretty much rapidly uh, more rapidly compared to the us and the economy is slowing down more rapidly as well compared to the us but for now again you know in, into the next two weeks when the liquidity is thin as well i think these trends would likely sustain you know euro and sterling could stay supported because of those relatively hawkish stances of their central banks um you know we could see japanese yen uh, continuing to rally as well i mean we do have the bank of japan meeting tomorrow we can come to that later on but it seems like uh, you know it, it, there's just from a valuation perspective there's a lot of room for the japanese yen to rally if the dollar uh, kind of softens from here uh, so this probably i think in year and santa rally coming in some of the pro cyclical currencies so uh, with the dollar staying bearish um and you know that could help the aussie dollar as well i think um, and particularly i think uh, there's a lot of room for uh, emerging market or asian currencies as well to catch a bit with that bearish dollar trend yeah and I, 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 you know on the divergence and some of the currencies that have that have actually strengthened i think it's worth mentioning just quickly before we talk about uh, bank of japan and their rate uh the rate decision tomorrow um the, the norwegian krona so the, norway is in a yeah. very strange position right so inflation hits 6% and the uh, norwegian bank the central bank in norway actually hiked the interest rate and and struck a very hawkish message completely opposite of where the the rest of the market is sort of uh, going and you you're seeing it promptly I mean, the euro naki is down almost 4% i don't know where this uh, this currency pairs goes but i think it it speaks very well into your narrative or what you said just said shadow that we're beginning to see these divergences and i think that's also if you're trading around in the in the currency markets or you're placing longer term um, you know bets or you're hedging i think actually 2024 is going to be quite an exciting year for currencies I mean it certainly looks like you know uh, a lot of this is again you know what you told about Nokia certainly that surprise um hike from the Norges back last week on the pin uh but again it's a lot to do with the, the seasonality as well and but my my concern would be whether this dollar decline can really continue into the first quarter of next year when if at all you know we get that reality check on the ecb um if at all you know us data stays re- resilient or it weakens very slowly then all these market assumptions about um, how much rate cuts have been priced in both for the fed but also for the ecb 
they will continue to get tested and i think there might be a realization that us exceptionalism still holds despite the fact that the fed is going to cut rates next year and then you know i mean i, I think this us dollar bearish trend is more pronounced into the year end but could get bumpier into the first quarter of next year yeah great points and um let's move on to the bank of japan because it's the uh, the last of the uh, the big central banks uh, coming up with a, a rate decision not that the market is expecting bank of japan to do anything but i mean the 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 rumors and the the noise the the talking among you know people close to the matters in in japan is definitely warming up to the idea that the uh, that the bank of japan is getting ready to leave uh, negative interest rates behind and potentially doing this lifting at the the next policy meeting which will be in january in january but so the i think the they're obviously not going to move the rate uh, tomorrow Cheryl, right so yeah. i guess it's 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 all in their forward guidance or the communication but um so what do you what do you expect and what do you see maybe as a medium term path here for the bank of japan is it is it going to be an earthquake or is it just going to be uh-huh. gradual gradual I mean, we've been disappointed with Bank of Japan so many times, so many times that it it is you know it is funny that uh, markets still kind of expect something to happen as soon as next week or even in January. I mean, of course, they do face the conundrum right now where uh, you know uh, there is a credibility test coming because they've always said that they want to wait wait for those wage negotiations to happen and what outcome comes out of it. and then decide whether they want to um, kind of really exit uh, the current policy or not um, uh, and uh, at the same time now waiting for too long can also mean that they again become an outlier in the global uh, central bank uh, policy paths when you know in q1 all the other central banks or most of the other central banks rather start to cut rates and uh, that's when they uh, see the wage data and decide that they want to really exit the negative interest rate policy here so so there's a difficulty in terms of you know timing this decision for them if they really have to do something i think uh, the the announcement tomorrow they will really face a a, a difficult messaging task there um, but like i said you know yes you know you're totally right it's too soon to expect to uh, anything to happen tomorrow one of course because they've not seen the wage data but also because there's no uh, updated forecast due for gdp growth or inflation at this point so there'll be really no trigger or no catalyst for them to make a decision right now i think the really the important thing to watch from here is whether they kind of guide for something to happen in january or in april next year when they have that wage data available uh, so if they if they do talk about it that could potentially help the yen a little bit i think the big difficulty that the boj also faces into the meeting tomorrow is that yen has rallied sharply uh so far you know uh and then uh, in the last two months and that's potentially a lot of that is coming from the big move that we've seen in treasury yields but some bit of it is also coming from that expectation of the boj's um, exit from its negative interest rate policy and if they kind of completely stick around with their ultra dovish stance with the the communication that they have delivered in the past many meetings you know uh sticking to those statements I think that would certainly mean that the yen may have to give up some of the gains that uh, it has uh, received recently. Uh, so I think a really, really difficult situation for them. But this is this is more of a short term uh, problem. I think in the medium term, as you say, you know, Japanese yen is a 
is a problem from the Bank of Japan, but it has a Fed solution. So as, as much as we know that U.S. yields are going down, that does continue to mean that the Japanese yen will have potentially a lot of room to rally into the next year. Um, there could be some bumps, as we said, you know, tomorrow or going into the January or April meetings if we continue to see disappointments. We've also talked about this before, Peter, that uh, because the BOJ holds such a large, uh, you know, uh, holdings of the Japanese government bonds, their interest uh, payments are also so huge that any kind of a pivot right now, especially going into an election year next year where Prime Minister Kishida is also uh, facing a, a huge decline in his approval ratings um, and the cost of living pressures in the Japanese society are obviously dampening uh, sentiment and confidence in a big way. Um, so I think there's a, there's a huge amount of risk to any big BOJ move. There are liquidity risks, there's political risks around it. So anything that comes from BOJ will, I think, be pretty modest and very, very gradual. Um, so I think the uh, uh, market needs to really align its expectations to that right now. Yeah, great points. I mean, I think it, it underscores how potentially interesting next year will uh, will be. But I, I think, I mean, uh, it's it's going to be uh, a quiet week. Uh, liquidity is coming off and um, yeah, the holidays uh, period is uh, season is approaching and we'll have New Year and uh, this is actually our last uh, uh, macro episode, and we'll be back in the in the new year together with you, Sharo. But um, so for this week, stay, pay attention to some of the macro data that's coming out uh, related to the U.S. housing market, the U.S. PCE. You know, we have the spending data. What's the trends in the dollar? Whether well, it will continue to slide? Watch your currencies like the euro and uh, the British pound, and then of course that. Uh, decision and communication tomorrow from Bank of Japan going to be quite interesting could be the the, the final big event uh, of this uh, of this year stay tuned for that and uh, yeah we just wish you all uh, a great holiday and um, and a happy new year thank you for listening